1: WTLC-AM, W236-CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's community connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM.
2: Good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Wednesday, October 11th. Hump day, if you will. Nice day. Uh, Warming up a little bit more. Uh, But I'll let um, James Patterson handle that because he's on the show today. Our contributing analyst, James Patterson, back with us. Hey. Hey, did you get that coffee going? <laughs> you must have talked to Sky. I yeah. did, I did, yeah, I just I, thought it would be funny. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, did you get your coffee? I've got it warm enough to, to drink
3: right now, but I'll probably during break have to run up and warm it up again, but it's good to go for
2: now. Yeah, this is good coffee weather, I guess. I wish I drank coffee, you know, as a... I guess I don't know. Maybe I don't wish I. I don't like it. So. <laughs> you
4: like your tea, though. You love like your my tea.
2: tea. Love my tea. Hot drinks. So. And I tell yeah. you what, coffee does because I don't. Uh, consume caffeine a lot of caffeine. If I do feel like I'm, ju- I need a jolt or something, I'll take two or three sips of coffee and that'll do it. Uh, but it's it's got to be awfully watered down and something else. But you know, <laughs> not not no no no, just just milk and sugar or cream and sugar, or something like that. But it's it's it, it, you yeah. won't recognize it uh, as coffee once I finish with it. So. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Because you know, I like it for the caffeine because Mm -hmm. it it just keeps you on top of things. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was uh, working at the Indianapolis Star editorial department uh, with John List, Jerry List, we call him Jerry. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was the editor of the paper Mm -hmm. under the podiums and stayed that way for a while when Gannett bought it. Mm -hmm. He would always have a small cup, probably something that you could tolerate, maybe six to eight ounces. Not much, not, I don't even think it would be eight, maybe five, six ounces. I'll put it like that. And he would drink it black. Mm. And, and he'd drink it in the morning, mm. not after 12, you know. And that, that would just, he could focus on the copy, on the printed copy. And, you know, he, he, that would allow him to focus. So he wouldn't drink anything after afternoon, nothing. Just that small cup of
2: black coffee. Mm, very disciplined. I love that. Yeah. Love that. So James, the weather, what do you what do you see for us? Anything good? Well, yeah, a little <laughs>
3: I guess a little, I guess you'd call it summer. I wouldn't call it Indian summer. Mm
2: -mm, No, not yet. Haven't had our first frost.
3: Nope, we haven't. Although Lafayette got down to, Lafayette, Indiana got down to 31 degrees this morning. Um, We were 10 degrees warmer at 41. But we will get up to close to 70 today in most of the metropolitan area. I don't expect us to reach 70 degrees, but it's possible. We'll get close to that in the high 60s. And then we got a two-day warming trend Thursday and Friday. We will be up towards 80 degrees, but with chances of rain. Now, today, folks can see a spotty shower around, mm-hmm. but not everybody's going to get wet. If you've got plans to go anywhere outdoors, I think most of us are going to dodge the precipitation today. Mm-hmm. Well, that's um, good. Yeah, but we'll have a nice couple of days coming. Um, you know, a lot of people haven't been able to mow their lawns or do outside activities because yeah. it's been really chilly, but they'll get a chance tomorrow yeah, they will. Today, tomorrow, and Thursday.
2: yeah yeah so uh, you know what the, the interesting I've, I was invited to a, a bonfire. Friday. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it should be fun. But the thing of it is, the weather is supposed, the temperatures are supposed to be good, but the rain chances are going up like the temperatures are going up. So we'll see how that goes. But I haven't been to a bonfire in ages, ages. So it should be fun.
3: Friday, uh, it's actually. The better chance of rain? Yeah. Mm. Let's see. Hold on a second here. Let me look at my notes. Friday, it is going to be a little better chance of rain Um, and I think that's going to be I'll I'll find
2: it I I had seen that uh, because I was talking to my friend that's hosting it and uh,
3: yeah, we yeah. Uh, it, it'll be later and, and, and later mm-hmm. on into Saturday.
2: Mm-hmm. But
3: I think if the bonfire's early, don't hold me to this.
2: If you get drenched, but I think you'll be okay in the evening. <laughs> no, I won't get drenched. I just won't go. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> I just won't you go. Have temperature though, yeah, very you know, nice. to
5: 80
3: mm-hmm. degrees.
2: Yeah. So, but you know how the temperatures drop uh, very very quickly uh, in the fall when the rain when, comes. Yeah. Well, not when the, you know when the sun goes down. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! You gotta have that sweater or jacket, mm-hmm, and, so, and I will. Is
3: that going it. to be any place that's, um, you know, like near a football game or anything mm-mm, like that? Mm, any no, activity? no, mm-mm, mm-mm. just a kind of a.
2: Uh, a no, just just this their a, house. Their
3: a singular. Okay, all right. Well, that's nice. I mean, you're gonna take your marshmallows and hot dog is mm-hmm. uncooked. It'll be chili. It's
2: and... a chili chili supper there. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there will be there will be s'mores though I guess I was gonna say chocolate and graham crackers you go for it yeah well I don't, I don't want you. <laughs> here's the thing Je- I, I'm not I'm really not a I eat everything in there but there are just a couple mm. of things chocolate is one of them coffee is another I've just never developed a fondness for chocolate and don't really eat it so yeah. chocolate and marshmallows and s'more that mm. but I will have a good time regardless so whether I eat a s'mores <laughs> or not now. Uh, the chili and all the other stuff, I'm good. I'm straight. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. But You're I a, really, uh, I, I really am not a picky eater. I'm probably the least picky person I know. But there's just certain things. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, I love all vegetables. I think the only vegetable I really have to warm up to is Brussels sprouts.
3: Um, yeah, fry those babies or. Uh, you know, put them in the oven
2: mm-hmm. with yeah. some bacon and olive oil and a little garlic. Yeah, olive and, oil, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've had it that. Yeah, that's I've had it that way at restaurants, and it's not bad. It's not bad. It's tolerable. Tolerable. So, <laughs> uh, but James, uh, back to the business at hand. So many things to get to uh, since you were last yeah. here. But first and foremost, right here, Indianapolis, Marion County. Um, yesterday, uh, you know, the deadline for voter. Uh, Indiana needs to accept expand that window for voter registration because it yeah. seems like the minute it opens it closes but anyway right. uh, the voter registration deadline ended at 11:59 last night so I hope everybody got in and either registered or updated their registration or you know everybody that wanted to that needed to I hope you all got it done now today uh, today early voting starts here in and, and here in Marion County Right now, uh, you can only early vote uh, at the city-county building. That's the only place right now downtown, How right off market. Um, uh, however, on October 28th, James, early voting is going to expand to several other satellite sites uh, here in Marion County. Um, and that early voting will be through November 6th, of course, uh November 7th is Election Day. But again, if you want to vote early right now, today, you can head down to the City-County Building. Um, City-County Building's uh, hours, weekdays, 8 a.m. until 5, uh, as well as weekends, 8 until 5. um, On October 28th and 29th, those hours at the CCB shift from 11 to 6, and also on November 4th and 5th, uh, they shift uh, from 11 to 6. Now, on November 6th, uh, only open for early voting until noon. I think that's 8 a.m. until noon. So yeah. uh, if you want to find out more about all of that, go to vote.indy.gov. Again, vote.indy.gov. That's for Indianapolis uh, and Marion County. Um, if you live outside Indianapolis and in Marion County, go to indianavoters.in.gov. If you live outside of Marion County, uh, gov. Yeah, it
3: looks like it's going to be about two weeks of... Uh two weeks of early voting starting on the 28th, a little, a little more than two weeks, um, starting on the 28th and then going through the, the, um, uh, the the sixth of November, right? You said 12 o'clock on the Mm sixth. It stopped. So, uh, you know, so, well, it looks like it's going to be, you know, I mean, it's, it's not even two weeks. So, to me, that a lot of people like the convenience of a, of going to their mm-hmm. their neighborhood uh, election site, and, and that ought to be expanded as well.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. So and I, I would, you know, I would since it opened. Uh, down at the city county building today I wish they would open everywhere today. Yeah. Including the- why
2: why are you withholding all of those those places until yeah. Almost election. Day. Yeah. Why all the satellite? You know, it's, it's again, uh, you know, you can look at it. I, I can see it's a form of voter suppression in so many ways, it is. It in is. so many ways. But we want folks to get involved. And so we'll just go around them, you know, no matter what obstacles they try to put in front of us. Just know what we know and do what we can do. Uh, and we can do a lot. Uh, so no matter what the what obstacles are put up there, we can still do a lot so uh let's yeah. hope everybody gets involved uh James, remember that story we talked about um well about a month ago, maybe a little bit more uh that former colt former Notre dame uh collegiate player um that uh he and his, his mother was found dead in Chicago, and then he had been missing, and you know there was concern. Well, anyway, he's been arrested and uh, charged with first degree murder of his mother.
6: Yeah,
3: yeah, it's really sad. Uh, Sergio Brown is his name, and Tina.
2: Sergio Brown. Yeah, I'm sorry, defensive back Sergio Brown. Yeah, and yes. you know, I,
3: I just, I mean, uh, once a person rises to a level of uh, of success in their lives, so-called success. Um, you know, it's, I mean, it's just, it's just it, it just isn't what it's cut out to be unless you are in control of your own mind and your own body. Um, and, and so you can just, I mean, there's a number of reasons. We don't know why this happened, why he did that. I'm sure it'll come out uh, possibly the motive for why he was charged with this, but it—it it just it, it, all that glitters ain't gold. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many people who have made it to the the pro leagues, both in the NFL, NBA, mm-hmm. um, and, and other uh, prominent pro pro sports leagues, uh, that. Ten years after they're out, they're broke, or somebody who's who's uh, you know got a scratch off ticket uh, uh, and they won a million or two million, and then mm-hmm. six months later they're broke. It's just that you know, I mean, what you did to get to that position, to get up there, you know, if 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 it if it's not rooted in sound moral thinking, then the chances of you losing all, and I know I'm not trying to go far afield here, but he was in the NFL. He had it all, or a lot of it. And, um, Mm. you know, they just go awry on stuff that... That is ridiculous. She's,
2: well, yeah. uh, there, uh, you know, we hopefully we'll, we'll hear more and more once the uh, charging information is released. Uh, but I don't think he was too worried or maybe I, I, I don't know that money was an issue. It, it seems as if uh, he was um, uh, seen partying in Mexico uh right after her death he he fled the country, went to Mexico, and was living it up, having a great time uh making some cryptic social media uh posts periodically, but you know kind of catch me if you can type of things and um, it to me, I would be more inclined to think that he may have taken one too many shots to the head and maybe that cst I, I I don't know. Um, And I'm not trying to be funny or anything, but it doesn't sound like he's very well balanced uh, because um, if he did indeed do this um, and his mother uh, was left by a creek outside her home in Chicago and from all indications, sounds like his mother was just the, you know, you know, just an absolutely wonderful person. Absolutely, I don't know much and haven't read much about him. But anyway, he was in Mexico having a good time, uh, was seen partying, was deported uh, from Mexico yesterday, taken into custody near uh, San Diego um, based on an arrest warrant that was issued in the state of Illinois. So uh, I guess San Diego and um, uh, Illinois are reportedly working to get him him uh, from SoCal, Southern California, to uh, back to Chicago to face the charges. Uh, but again, his 73 year old mother, Myrtle, uh, was found dead. Uh, body, uh, you know, the coroner determined uh, that her injuries were the result of a homicide. So, um, yeah, I yeah. I don't know. He either.
3: also played for the Patriots. I mean, he... he oh, he
4: played for six of,
2: teams in seven years, I think, seven years. And he was yeah, an undrafted free Colts agent. So he country. was... Yeah, including the Colts and a journeyman. He was a journeyman because he had never really stayed uh, at any, you know, in any team very long. Seven seasons, six different teams, it looks like, yeah.
3: Yeah, and I mean, he came out of Notre Dame, so that there's another Indiana tie. But, uh, you know, I'm not... I, I guess I didn't really state it... Uh, mm-hmm plainly or um, uh-huh. distinctly enough about the money. I'm not saying the money did it, but I'm saying that when these, these, these people rise to be, and that's what a, a, a sports, pro sports player is, a uh-huh. public figure, uh-huh. a public figure, uh-huh. you have to be, you have to, everything you do is magnified. Everything. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: And some people, I guess what I want to say, Tina, some people can handle that. And some people, a few people, mm-hmm. cannot.
2: That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and it would be, yeah, it's true. So I, I don't know how long he'd been out of the league. He's 35. Yeah. So I don't know how long he'd been out of the league. And, 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 and like and, you said.
3: Uh, he was undrafted. He was an undrafted free agent in 2010. Mm-hmm. He played seven seasons. So mm-hmm. it must have been around 2017 or so. Yeah, 2018 something,
2: where he, yeah. yeah. Where he left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um Five years ago. Five oh, years ago. Um, or so, five or yeah, there was, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know, In uh, just a little bit north of us, good news up in Kokomo, another um, uh, EV battery plant, uh, that'll be the second one, is is going to go up, um, you know, 1,400, oh. 1,500 new jobs. Uh, yeah. Some of it, uh, I guess the production, not production, uh, con- construction, I guess will start in 2025, production maybe in 2026, over 1,500 new jobs. Um and that's good news for the for the uh, for the city of Kokomo, um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. all the surrounding areas because that's going to be a whole lot of jobs, a big economic shot in the arm uh, right. for uh, that area. For
3: you know when those gasoline uh, uh Powered mm-hmm, engine mm-hmm. plants were, were up there in Kokomo, and Kokomo was really thriving. But, mm-hmm. Tina, I want to keep my gasoline engines. I don't want
2: to get an electric vehicle. Well, I tell you, James, I know you some, got a hybrid. I got a hybrid, and I've had a high, and, and I got talked into it over 12, 13, maybe 14 years ago. I don't remember how long. It was a while Well, wait a minute. My daughter's, she was still in high school, and she couldn't mm. be 15. So, what are we? It ha- Yeah, I had to be at least. 14, 15 years ago, and um, I was uh, at a dealership trading in my car, and what I wanted uh, the dealer didn't have, and and so the salesman— Said, you know, what do you think about hybrids? I said, I don't know anything about a hybrid. What are you talking about? And they said, well, uh, we got a nice hybrid here. I think you'll like it. Why don't you give it a shot? So I did. Somebody totaled that car. I was on my way. In fact, right there, uh, I was just about here uh, at around... um, Mm, around 16th in Illinois somewhere around in there you know I got t-boned by a box truck and um uh, oh. yeah and they totaled yeah, it I remember okay. yeah yeah they I they totaled it, it uh yeah totaled it and um and so um I had to get another one and I was so sold on the hybrid, Technology and the car and it is just unbelievable. Now, as far as an EV, you know, an EV, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know that I'm there yet, but I'm certainly a hundred percent. I'm all in with the hybrids. Uh, and maybe at some point I will. I still think the Uh-oh. infrastructure needs the to be built out. It, the infrastructure needs to be built out a little yeah. bit more for me. Uh,
3: yeah, because you got to charge those things, and they yeah. only got
2: so much of a mm-hmm. right now.
3: Right now, yeah, I'm sure they'll improve them, but they only got so much of a range.
2: And the other thing is, most of the people I know that have one of those, they have an an, an additional vehicle too. I mean, that's not their primary vehicle. They, mo- yeah. The people I know now, there are some, that's your primary vehicle? Good, good. I just haven't, I, you know, I, I haven't thought about making the total switch, but uh, if they're anything like this hybrid experience, and I, I made a... a Vow to myself that from now on, we regardless. That's the way I'm going. I mean, I just the gas. You don't use any gas. Yeah, the, you really the repair
3: gas And that keeps the gas prices down keeps
2: the gas prices down. It's it's a lot less wear and tear on the engine. Um, is better for the economy. I mean, it's just a, uh, I I love my hybrid. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I, I well, love good, the, for, good for Kokomo and, and Indiana. And good that. for Kokomo yeah. and Indiana. So uh, hey, yeah. a little bit of breaking
3: news. Uh, Representative Steve Scalise. Of Louisiana, the House um, mm-hmm. majority leader has been nominated by the Republican Conference.
2: Not approved. Yet. Not approved. Yeah, I saw that he came out of the the, the, the backdoor vote or whatever that they had. Yeah. yeah. So he beat out uh, Jim Jordan. Uh, so it was a battle of the battle of the, Jordan, yeah. battle of the nuts. Um, well, okay. who's nuttier. Uh, and I, I think Jordan might have won that. That's why he didn't. Yeah. Get <laughs> Scalise might be a, li- a tad, and, and it's really not saying much, but Sc- Sc- Scalise might be a tad bit more reasonable. Yeah, a tad bit and that's mm-hmm. not saying much. And that's not saying a whole lot at all. So I, I kind of expected that. I didn't think Jordan would, uh, would survive. A, well, a- I
3: mean, he's the one who pushed and he's had a- The Judiciary Committee, a House Mm -hmm. impeachment inquiry into President. Joe Biden, mm-hmm. with no evidence, even their own Republican witnesses said you don't have enough evidence to go forward mm-hmm.
2: yet. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, yeah. He's a loose cannon. He's he's a little loosey goosey. But um, okay, well, good for the re- Republicans. I'm I'm happy for them. <laughs> um, James. Uh, certainly not. I mean, the, wow, um, the war in the Middle East um, since you were last here. I think yeah. you were here on Friday and early Saturday morning. Man. Yeah, it really um, blew up. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, It was, ah, I mean, I I saw a
3: CNN report this morning that I don't even want to repeat. I I just want them to, like, verify it 900 times. But please, Lord, don't let it be true that uh, allegedly uh, some of these invaders – decapitated Mm. toddlers i i I pray to god that that's not true
2: i i've heard that too and i yeah uh, so i mean it's just look tina they have been the
3: the they have been fighting and i mean the palestinians you you can break it out however you want to the canaanites the hittites uh, whoever uh the jebusites but they have been fighting against the israelites since the israelites entered that land, it used to be called the land of Canaan, 3,200, that's 3,200, oh, yes. years ago. <laughs> Since they entered into, Moses didn't go in when the Moses brought them out of Egypt. We're in the wilderness, according to the biblical record, for 40 years. And then they entered into the land of Canaan, uh, head, uh, led by Joshua. And this is not only the biblical record, but this is other history books uh, that of that region about that region that tell the story of this tribe of Israelites coming into this land. And they immediately went to battle with them. They have never, and I'm speaking of the people who oppose Israel, and I know there's hot feelings on both sides, but they have never accepted their right to exist. And I like what President Biden said yesterday when he talked with, when he was a senator from, um, uh, you know, Delaware, I think, yeah, when he was a senator. And he talk, he went over to Israel, traveled over there, talked to Golda Meir, that, that mm-hmm. iconic mm-hmm. Le- leader of Israel. And he remembers one thing that she told him. She's like, you know, we understand. They, they went to war with us in 1948, all these countries around us. We understand that. But from our point of view, where do we go? Where would we go? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so... Yeah. I just, you know, I mean, and and really, the the Palestinian homeland, if you look at the records, in my view, others will will dispute it, but in my view, it's more in Jordan than it is in Palestine, than it is in Israel. And so I I know everybody doesn't have that view, but those people have been there. If you count Abraham, let's just take when they entered in to that land, over 3,250 years, and they've been fighting ever since.
2: Yeah, uh, it, the irony is is one of the the holiest historically holiest places on the planet and there's never been peace there ever. Never. Never ever ever been peace. Um it just uh it it's a head scratcher and this this last um, um th- this last attack uh by Hamas um it it just defies humanity. It just defies
3: it, humanity. it, it does. And, and the way um, I mean yeah. not only and it's well documented. We can turn on the news and see it. But not only mm-hmm. did they attack them, but they killed people indiscriminately not just soldiers, mm-hmm. not just men, women, children, mm-hmm. infants, uh, seniors, mm-hmm. uh, took them hostage, raped the women. I mean, you know, and when you see a wom- woman being forced into a car and she has blood in her private area. I don't need any more, you know, by tell me. I can see it with my own eyes.
2: Yeah, and so, and so we go to, um, uh, you know, we, I, I had contacted several Middle Eastern um, experts uh, to kind of help us sort out, you know, some of the um, scholarly, I guess, um, and historical background that is important for all of us to know. And I did speak with Dr. Pierre Atlas. Uh, unfortunately, he is uh, right now, uh, on a plane en route to um, his fall break. He's a professor at IUPUI, Middle Eastern expert. But um, he was interviewed yesterday um, on WISH-TV about the conflict, and he is going to be here next week when he returns uh, because he wisely stated that um, as much as I'd like to be there today, I think by the time I return, I don't think that we're going to have a resolution. So, um uh, yeah, that, yeah that'd yeah, be good yeah that that should be good and then the um there's an institute in new york and some other and it's just a matter of getting people's schedules moved around this is a very busy time so a lot of the experts are, are just simply uh you know it, it's hard to get them in. but anyway we're going to get some but th- back to the point that i was making dr atlas was interviewed um last night by our news gathering partners at wish to be let's take a listen The level of violence that precipitated this newest chapter of the Palestinian Israeli conflict is unprecedented. A professor researching
8: Middle Eastern politics tells News 8's multicultural reporter Katira Winfrey Palestinians
2: and Israelis will feel its impact for a long
8: time.
0: The devastation the Palestinian military.
2: Okay, that uh, we had some audio issues, uh, some really, really severe audio issues with that. Um, so we may be able to play that um, uh, a little bit later for you with Dr. Atlas. Um, I'm not sure what happened, but w- maybe we can get that straightened out. Um, in the meantime, let's go to uh, Jeff. Go ahead.
9: Hey, Tina. Hey, James.
2: Hey, hey, hey. What's going on?
9: Well, like you said, it's a hot mess over there. It and, is. Uh, Oof, my goodness. Uh, and uh, just... There's a lot of gray over there. There's no villains and there's really no heroes over there. And um, Israel said they got right to the land and they, you know, basically the Palestinians, they feel like they're homeless because their homes been bulldozed and their neighborhoods were taken away from them and and I'm no fan of Netanyahu, you know.
2: Uh, who? Is, well, I shouldn't say who is.
9: He's a no. thug, and, um, yeah. you know, and I ain't saying I'm no big fan of Hamas either, you know. I mean, they're not necessarily Boy Scouts, but, you know, when you got a choice between your tank running your house over or somebody throwing a grenade mm-hmm. in a crowded area, so who's really the bad guy, you know? So, like I said, you know, it's complicated. You know, there ain't no... You know, we'll we'll be scratching his for a long time because I was over that part of the world back in the early '80s. I don't know, James. You might remember when all the Marines were killed in the barracks back in '83. I'm going to say Lebanon. Did we didn't
3: lose Jeff? Did
2: he? Did we? Uh, I think we did. did, we did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know what? Let's. Yeah. Why don't we do this? We got a, a couple of things to to straighten out here. So let's. Uh, Jeff, if you want, call back. We'll be right back with more community connection right after this.
1: Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station.
2: And we're back with Community Connection. I apologize uh, that um, that sound piece with Dr. Atlas, um, for whatever reason, I was uh, not able to hear it. It was inaudible, but I understand everybody else was able to hear it. So we'll go back to it in just a minute. But anyway, Jeff, uh, go ahead and finish your thought.
9: Yeah, but before I get into the, my, my my adventures over in Beirut, Lebanon, did you guys hear the latest news? It's coming out of CNN and MSNBC and ABC. About You know, uh, you know and, it's, and it's involving two of your, one of uh, both of y'all, one of your most favorite people, and that's one, Mr. Donald Trump. <laughs> what they're saying what you... now is, did you know when Trump was sharing? Israeli-sensitive military information with the Russians and the Saudi Arabians. you remember that one?
2: Yes. Yeah.
9: Yeah, yeah. Well, they say the thing is that this all might be connected where, you know, uh, let's see. You know, Russia's really buddy-buddy with Iran. And yes. Iran supports Hezbollah. Yeah. Saudi Arabia or And Hamas. ...support Hamas. hmm And there's a part that why Hamas was so successful in getting around some of those security bit with the iron dome is because maybe they had access i'm i'm just being you know this i just uh,
2: oh the access is, that trump provided
9: yeah the, the information he provided to the uh
2: oh, i have not heard that but i would not be surprised jeff yeah
9: so you know that, that that's the I know Lawrence O'Donnell talked a little bit about that. You know, he said he was still working on that. I was watching MSNBC. Mm-hmm. Well, did, did
2: you did you also hear that um, Iran apparently some of the senior most members of uh, the Iranian cabinet were shocked? Uh, And surprised uh, at the attack because apparently they had no knowledge of it. Now that's early reporting by CNN as well. Uh, Not that they haven't given them money, haven't trained or whatever. They were, they were, they even they were caught off guard by that. Now that needs to be fleshed out as well. But early reports are that um, uh, that Iran. Now I don't know. Maybe it's posturing, uh, and maybe not but they yeah. they were taken aback by it uh as well so. uh, yeah but I I'm not surprised those secrets those those were so highly classified oh
9: absolutely uh, yeah you know gave uh, Israel's military you know operations-huh mm-hmm. you know and the Hamas was very successful maneuvering around that and they say there's you know that there's a possibility those that information that Trump either he sold it or shared it, we don't know yet. It's, I think it's still hmm. scratching the surface of that. But I would like I like you I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. If there's a connection. Oh, it here. makes total yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You it know what, Jeff? That total would
3: be sense. the most serious charge or allegation that has come up against him if, if that turns out to be true. Yeah,
9: and you know because you know, and you know the Saudis gave his son-in-law Jared Kushner two billion dollars. Well, people just don't give you $2 billion unless you uh, Mm -hmm. bring something to the table, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so right now, I don't want to call it a rumor or whatever, but there's been this, you know... I guess the CIA is looking into all that, If there's a connection with Trump sharing documents. Yeah. And, well,
2: if there's reporting if, on it, early reporting on it at this point in time, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Because either, and, where there's well, smoke, there's usually fire.
9: You know, but, you know, going back to when I was in, in the Navy and fighting in Beirut, I was there when all the Marines got massacred. No. Yeah. And uh, I had to I get their bodies. body. Yeah, it was Beirut-Lebanon back in 1983. I was there. Yeah. Mm. And... Uh, which was, uh, well, let's just say uh, it was, anybody who says wars is uh, uh, a John Wayne movie, they're terribly mistaken.
2: Absolutely. Oh,
9: War is nothing to joke about. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's men at its worst, you know. it's, it's and, guess, and what's really bad about it, it's legal. War just a legal way of getting rid of people, so yeah. uh, there's nothing pleasant yeah. about it, there's nothing heroic about it, you know, and it's, it's just that, you know, yeah. you had Muslims fighting Christians, and they all both love God, and they've done some pretty ungodly things to one another. And another thing is, Tina and James, this is just my stuff, you know, I always, you know ever since I was eight years old, I heard that Armageddon was coming, it's going to be the end of the world, and all this. Mm-hmm. I think there's only one individual who knows when the end of the world is coming, and I don't have his cell phone number, so we don't know. <laughs> and, and we, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, it's the end of the world. And the world, you know, we, we don't know, people. Everybody from Adolf Hitler to Charles Manson was the Antichrist.
4: Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
9: so, let's, you know, I, I know people need something to talk about and be upset about, but there's always been craziness. There's always been demagogues. From
2: day one, yeah, there really have been, and um, you know the um, yeah the interesting thing, um, so much so much to discuss in this area. Marvin, go ahead. How are you?
10: I'm well. Good afternoon, Tina and James. You know, it's funny. A couple of things, uh, James. When you're talking about the biblical yeah, history of that area and also in the bible it says they will always be I, there will never be peace over there shit yeah. it's not going to happen but you know like i told people i said uh hamas attacked israel i believe with the backing of the saudis and that i don't know therefore you know i'm just an average american city a citizen but i think the saudis are behind this and uh I think Israel has to respond. You know, I heard some people talking about, well, the president didn't talk about restraint. If they were over there doing some of the things, and I, I, I never listened to CNN, but I was listening to MSNBC, and they had a long, drawn out uh, interview with an Israeli soldier. So I turned it to CNN last mm-hmm. night around 11, and I heard some of the accusations that experts in that area were talking about that Hamas did. I did, you know, raping and pulling babies yeah. out of the mother. You know, it was just terrible things that I heard. And if true, Israel has to respond. You know, they have to respond. And you know, I, I don't know how well a ground invasion will work. But you know, I, I and I was also hearing that they said Hamas had tricked Israel. You know, Israel, I guess, and Hamas had been working, even though they, you know, designated them a terrorist organization. They thought they had come to some type of agreement. I won't get into details because I didn't really fully grasped everything that they were talking about. But I think, you know, of course the Republicans are trying to blame the president doing the prisoner swap. Like you said, Tina Ryan was shocked by this. You know, like I said, I, you know, they'll always be fighting over there. Uh, Israel has to respond. They have to respond strong. I don't know how long yeah. this is going to go on. Oh, like, well, Marvin. What they he, do he, is not going to stop.
2: Yeah, and here's the thing. this is This is something else that's not going to stop. Retaliation is not going to stop it. Right. Um the, the you know, how long has there been conflict there now in order to send a message, they're going to have to respond. But, it's right. you know, a response regardless, so, you know, United States backed and, and whoever else wants to help them. It's still not going to resolve uh, the issue. You're not going to um, uh, obliterate uh, Hamas. Uh, and all of their connections, they've gotten so much more sophisticated now in in doing things. And so but I, I would agree, yeah, the, the Israelis have to respond. although some of the response I, I question because not all of not all Palestinians uh, are, are are in agreement with Hamas. In fact, a number of them are not. Exactly and yet, right. and still, they're going to be yeah. innocent people because uh, yeah. you know Israel is turning off the power. They're t- they're they're turning everything up, and and I guess it's just going to be collateral damage. So what if if that happens? But they're they're angry, they're infuriated, they're they're outraged, and and rightfully so because this stuff is it defies humanity. It, it defies the, humanity. I understand that, but
10: yeah. the and you the know, first said Tina that it's going to if the ground invasion, he said it's, there's going to be a lot of carnage because he. Said you don't even know if that's part of the plan, too. They said Hamas might have set booby traps all around the you know, the palace. Yeah, to draw In them area. into
2: a ground war, you know, because there they had you know. to know. They had to know that you don't hit Israel like that. that. Yep. And then that's sit exactly still. Right. They you know, had to know.
10: Hit. Yep, you and James are hitting the nail on the head because, you know, and I believe that I, I was listening to that expert and I, I really was glad to get that, you know, kind of the history, even though, you know, if you went to church, you, you know a lot of the history about it. But, you know, the last thing that I I, I can say is, you know, we're going to pray for everybody involved, but the, the peace talks are not going to work. The end result, and, it, and James, back to your biblical uh, references, actually, you know, the people that believe that that's Israel land. If you look at the scriptures, they actually lost it because of their disobedience to God. You've got to remember, God kept allowing the all the Ikes that you were talking about to come in and take over the land. So, you know, the only thing that's going to satisfy this is if the folks get the land back. We don't see that land going back
4: mm-hmm. anytime
10: soon. And right now, with Israel having the backing of you the know, United States and all of the other superpowers, there's no way those other Middle Eastern countries will get involved and try to take it again because they just won't be successful so you know we just hope that this will end soon that they can have you know the agreements that they've been having but the comp will still see mortars going over into israel like we always have since i was a kid i'm 44 and that's what i remember most growing up is about israel you Mm -hmm. know middle eastern conflict especially in the 80s and early 90s so Mm -hmm. yeah thanks for taking my call and i just i wish nothing but the best for both the Palestinians. And the Israel, yeah, yeah, People think the Palestinians are bad people. They are not. They're not.
2: They're not Hamas. Pal- Hamas not does not, Hamas. not represent all of Palestine. No, it mm-hmm. does not. And that's what's yeah. unfortunate about it. They are the ugly arm of humanity. They have nothing uh, in terms of representation uh, of all of the Palestinian people. Uh yeah, I mean huh. they're, they're, Oh, you're going to another call. I was yeah. going to say they're the government. I mean, they take over the government
3: of. Uh, the Gaza Strip, Hamas has. So, like mm. you said, there's it's two million people in 140 square miles, about the size of you know, similar to Indianapolis. About I was going to
2: say about the amount. size of Indianapolis, but a little bit more crowded. So.
3: Yeah, we, we've got about a million. They've got two million. So just imagine mm-hmm. double the amount of people you see every day on the street would be out there in that land. So it's really concentrating the
2: combat. Yeah, something's going to get obliterated, though. you got to believe it, because I I don't think Israel is going to be taking any prisoners. Uh, but I also think that the U.S. backing is provisional, because uh, you have to look at who's in charge, uh, Netanyahu. And Netanyahu, Netanyahu and the United States haven't always gotten along and and probably won't get along, you know, philosophically uh, on a number of fronts. But on this front, yes, there's support. But if he starts going off the, you know, off the rails, then you're going to I think you're also going to see some some differing uh, policies with the U.S., if you will. I just I just think that because it depends on how extreme he wants to be. And he's already extreme far right.
3: Yeah, he is, and but he's under pressure. All of them are under pressure now. Mm-hmm. They're finding, if true, if it's not true, this is alleged, people, they're finding, Tina, you know, they're finding babies who had their heads removed, oh, uh, yeah. and I even shudder to even say that. You know, it's it's hard to even say that, but... That's bringing him and the Israeli government under intense pressure to do something. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I don't think they've ever—Israel's never been shy about uh, doing something. <laughs> you know, I don't think that's ever been a case at all. Uh, But—and it, it just—you know, like—well, um, anyway, uh, let's, let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, Ron, go ahead.
5: Tina, James, you guys know I love you both. Uh, hey, Ron. I try to— not called too often about this subject but james when you mention that babies are being beheaded by hezbollah and hamas or whatever here in america we pay doctors we call it women's health we pay doctors to kill babies in the womb whether it's hamas whether it's the doctor there's a dead baby at the end of the uh of the scenario i love you guys like always pray for the peace of israel it's, it's a terrible situation that we find ourselves in. We're in a terrible world, and this is the world that we live in, and it's terrible. As Jeff said, war is hell. I think that's what he was looking for. Life is terrible. We, we have to do the best we can, but I, I find it difficult when Democrat, black, white, whatever, I believe it's okay to kill babies in the womb, but we're mad about everybody else that kills people. Once they get two, three years old or once they're running from the police or whatever, whatever, whatever. Life is a life. We need to take care of all life. Love you guys. I'm out. George, go ahead. How are you? Hey, how you doing there, Tina
11: James?
3: Good, good. Hey, thank good. George, how are you? Hey,
11: Okay, I I don't want to offend anybody, but I have a different perspective on this, um, no, on go
4: this ahead.
11: situation in the, yeah. in the Middle East. Uh, to me, this goes back to right during and right before and right after World War Two and World War One, mm-hmm. um, why did I don't want to sound like I'm a supporter of somebody of a, of a horrible atrocity to happen? But why was the reason that the Holocaust happened in Germany was about economics? Um, I don't, what happened? I'll, that's a different topic, and I hate that what happened happened, but. If we notice, after World War II, 1929, and during that history, there was no state of Israel. The king of England went back, and he was the one who divided up that land uh, from the Palestinians. And you, And you took the land from the people, and then you divided it up. And then next thing you know, you're given economic power and you're given military power to one side, to one side and the other ones are given nothing. You take their land. And I can't really be mad at the Palestinians for standing up for what's right because any time that you live in a country, Tina, like Tina James, if you live in a house and your neighbor, like your guest was saying the other day, if you're, and your neighbor constantly encroaches up on your land and takes it and annexes your property and says there's nothing you can do about it, and then they have the ability to turn your power off, they have the ability to control with the trade that comes in and out of your country. What is the person to do? And so you can only take so much. And war is horrible, but a lot of this falls at the, not the people of Israel, but the leadership of Israel. And to me, I feel if you give both sides an equal playing field, take out all the other players, Iran, Saudi Arabia. If they had a chance to say, okay, Israel, we're not going to finance your weapons. We're, not, we're going to put you on an equal playing field. We're going to try to build up in Palestine and Israel uh, economics, you know, like trade. What can, you, what can you produce for the world and make, a tr- make trade and uh, travel, make this thing on an equal playing field? I think it may be different, we might have a different situation, but as long as Israel controls the, the, what goes in and out and the people's lives, of the Palestinians, mm-hmm. you're going to constantly see this rebellion. Yeah. And I, you can't, I can't really blame them. And, you know, people say, well, the Palestinians are at fault. But who is really at fault for this? The Israel, It's like if we have a child and the child goes up and say, my big brother keeps on hitting me. And you go back and talk to your big brother like, why do you keep on hitting me? Why do you keep on messing with me? Well, Mom, Dad, he hit me first. And I just pushed him back. I didn't hurt him, but I just pushed him back. Eventually, people around the world, and i will starting to see this in Australia in all the different countries where people are starting to call BS on what Israel is doing. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are afraid to say something about Israel because we're, we're afraid that we're going to get called anti-Semitic, uh, that we don't like them because of this. But you got to realize we send a lot of taxpayer dollars to Israel every mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And, it's, and, it's, and I've heard some people say enough is enough. We can't keep on having a country— you go over there, like right now, this is the biggest thing I was telling Lifestyle a couple of, about last week. I said, look, what's going to happen, I don't believe that the true narrative of what went down is all about Hezbollah or Hamas or all that stuff. I think Israel has some, might have had some kind of play, play into it, because, but what, even if they did it. Then, but what happens, every time there's a skirmish over there, Israeli, the Israeli Army military comes in. They'll take the kids from the Palestinian land, take them back put them in jails, and they do some want to base to the people of Palestine over there when they take them back into Israel. Mm-hmm. But what the really big thing is, if you watch Tina and James every time, go back and look at your history, Israel takes their land and builds new homes on it, new settlements, and they annex their land. And how much more can the people take? Mm-hmm. And that, that's where I'm at. If you look at it every time. Israel goes in, they take, some, they take the land, they put up these barbed bar- wire bar- bar fences, they'll come in, they'll build these new big buildings and apartment complexes on Palestinian land, and the world says nothing. And they go back and they constantly do it over and over again.
3: And, yeah, and that's George, where I, I, I I would just say one thing. I mean, you, you laid it out beautiful. I'm so glad that you put that point of view out there because a lot of people have that point of view. I'm not sure it's the majority, but a lot of people have that point of view. I'm not sure how many. But I would say that, you know, it it boils down to me for one thing, one thing. If you gave them electricity, gave them water, gave them their own freedom, you know, they probably, maybe they wouldn't elect uh, Hamas to be their government, a a terrorist organization. But, hear me out, but... These are people who are living next to a nation that, by the way, was created in 1948 by the United Nations. You're right. Your history is right about, you know, uh, uh, I think you said Great Britain, you know, uh, or whatever countries. I think it was a, after World War I they divided I- Israel up. It was several yep. countries. But the United Nations, uh, League of Nations, headquartered in New York, established Israel as a state, which became in 1948, that was done by the United Nations, and ever since then, groups like Hamas, they were attacked the next day by, by Egypt, Syria. Um, you know, all, all of the Lebanon, all of the lands uh, uh, around them, Every since, ever since they were made a nation, these nations have, have vowed that they will not exist. If they turn on their water, turn on their electricity, which they turn on now, if they let them have control of it, their main goal is they, to annihilate the Jewish people.
2: That's the terrorist well, organization, yeah. James. That's yeah. A, yeah. And you're right. And, it, it, and, and, and several right. of those yeah.
11: countries as well. Uh, you're right. You're, right.
2: you're no. right, James.
11: And and but Iran, that, that, in Syria. Go ahead. Yeah, that, but that doesn't make it right for no. people not to be able to control their own um, right. resources within their That's nation. True.
3: That's true. true. That's not right. Yeah, and this is, but they've been attacked happened. since yeah. 1948. They cannot live yeah. in peace. They have bomb shelters all around Israel. Well, that, okay. You said
11: 1948. Ni- World War yeah. II ended in what year? 1945. Now, yeah. before 1938, 1920s. Why did I don't want to mention his name? I was going to say initials A H. We're going to say that his history because King Leopold did some similar atrocity things in the in the Congo.
3: Yeah, uh, I don't know. But what I'm saying
11: look at, is, look at Rwanda. Yeah, but I'm saying okay. All I'm saying the point is that man in Germany had a problem with the Israel. They wasn't Israel. they there was Jewish people in Germany, and the narrative was that they were controlling the economics of Germany and that the the Germans had no control over their own economics. And that caused the pushback and the the fallout.
3: Uh, you well, know, um, I mean, the, the, the German people. I mean, Adolf Hitler, like you said, I, I said the name. He arose because, like you said, they they the, the Jews were uh, 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 uh they were prospering. They were prospering. Right. Now, I, I didn't understand that they controlled it. Now, that's something you're telling me. I have to research, but I didn't understand. But they were prospering. Their shops, their businesses. They're doing so now. Look at the uh, the Nobel Prize. It is yep. it, of the people that have received the Nobel Prize. The vast majority have been Jewish scientists, engineers. Yes. Yeah, I mean because they have just been blessed to do stuff. And and, and when they went there, that was a desert. And it, it, it now it's one of the largest fruit producers in the in the in the world.
11: Okay, but what what does Israel export, and then what does the Palestinians export? If you have global trade, that brings an economic balance to your nation. The Palestinians can't. They have to. Everything that comes in has to get checked by the Israel. Everything, yeah. Anything that goes up is checked by Israel. You can't control your own co- economy if somebody is constantly putting their foot on your back and saying you have no control of what you, what you do. That's, yeah, if you that's don't do that, part. though, they're going to kill you, kill you, kill you. But so. eventually people will if you let, give people an opportunity, like if they, okay, James, yeah, they say should. Is, I agree. If, you, if yeah. somebody goes to prison, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you're a prisoner. You did your time. We don't trust you no more. You have to give somebody a chance to prove themselves on a global scale mm-hmm. to Palestinians and say, what are we exporting? What can we bring to the world?
2: Yeah.
4: And
11: change this. But you just yeah. can't come back and say, they're wrong. They're, they're throwing rocks at us and everything. And pretty much is what they're doing. They're throwing sticks and stones at people. Throwing rocks, and literally. Literally, literally, mm-hmm. literally, and, mm-hmm. it's, and and if you want that to stop, you have to show education and progress by saying we want you to have control of your own power system, your own mm-hmm. natural resources, grow stuff, be export stuff on a global scale to build your economy, and then we could bring tourism to uh, to the Palestinian, to the Palestinian land. But until then, until, while Israel has control over over that like that, they're not gonna they're not gonna release it. They don't they don't see a reason to release it. Mm-hmm. They they just don't. It's like okay, we're going to constantly hold you down, and then we're going to cry wolf when you push back, and that's not right. That's not that's that's my point. That's not right. Yeah. And I and, and I have nothing against anybody who's Jewish or or anything. I'm not being anti-Semitic. It's just your leadership is horrible, and that's and I, and Netanyahu he's horrible. He's mm-hmm. he's very bad, and his people who follow him are very bad.
4: Yeah, um,
2: you know what, uh, George, you point made (laughs) and and so noted. (laughs) Uh, Very good. Thank you. Um, And uh, we're going to take a quick break and be right back with more Community Connection right after this.
1: wtlc AM W236 CR Indianapolis keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM.
2: And we're back with Community Connection right at the top of the second hour. We're going to we're going to uh, travel back to Indianapolis from the Middle East for just a bit. Uh James, there is a uh, a highly Powerful exhibit at the uh, Crispus Attics, you know, African American History Museum. Um, and we've talked to so many people from the Attics Museum. Uh, but there's, there's a particular uh, exhibit uh, called Unmasked. Unmasked, uh, and it addresses uh, the history of lynching in the state of Indiana, especially um, some of those that I think are all all too familiar. Uh, the curator um, of that exhibit, Mr. Robert Chester, is with us now. Um, uh, Mr. Chester, are you there?
6: Yes, I am. How are you doing?
2: I am doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for being with us today. Um, so, so tell us how this all came, how, all came about and how it, uh, how it landed, how this exhibit landed at the Attics Museum.
6: Well, for the past two years, we've been heavily involved with various museums throughout the country, mm-hmm. uh, universities, on various exhibits prior to just just Prior to COVID shutdown, we were bringing in black medical exhibits from Washington, D.C. and several other exhibits from the Deep South. This particular exhibit come to us. It is a traveling exhibit. It comes mm-hmm. to us through uh, a project. And a, just a lucky break that I was meeting with a gentleman, a Professor at IU Bloomington, on some other related issues mm-hmm. uh, last year. And uh, we talked a bit, and he made mention that they're about to release or open a, a uh, anti lynching exhibit in Bloomington mm-hmm. on the campus. And it had a small viewing, nothing spectacular, but very important and very impactful, not to undermine it or underplay it. But I thought that we might want to... Meet with them and see what we can do to give it a grander audience, uh, more appeal, more reach. And we began the planning process. And a year later, as of this past August the 11th, we had the grand opening. Mm -hmm. IPS, FMD, Facility Maintenance Department, of course, Superintendent Dr. Alicia Johnson, and so many others contributed Greatly. Dr. Pat Payne, mm-hmm. the local equity department, they've all got on board with us and worked with us in depth to uh, allow me the freedom to remove, undo, change, tear down, rebuild, redesign, repaint, anything and everything I needed to do to make this happen. And August, the evening of August the 11th, which was Friday, we experienced a standing room only crowd of several hundred mm-hmm. who turned out for the sneak, so-called sneak preview. Now, keep in mind, we only had about a hundred people reserved because it was by appointment only, mm-hmm. reservation by invite only. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, there was over six, several hundred people showed up, well over two hundred people, and of course, we let everyone in. A wonderful uh, jazz program, uh, hors d'oeuvres, meet and greet. Uh, Several members of uh, victims, family members left behind, showed up to testify and give their experience of what it's like getting the news, learning that their loved one had been lynched, and how difficult it had been Mm -hmm. living beyond that and dealing with that and going through the funeral process, trying to go through the legal process, so many things that uh, brought this exhibit to where it rightfully d- deserved to be and to the forefront of not only the Indianapolis community or the Indiana community, but we've reached the nation. We've Shortly uh, thereafter, we received uh, national recognition through Forbes magazine. They came out and brought an extensive uh, report on us. Of course, a few weeks prior to that, we received the front page uh, mm-hmm. of the Indy Star, mm-hmm. and there's been a plethora of local and uh, abroad news stations, TV, radio that have been reaching out. And it's been a madhouse in a good yeah. way, in a good yeah. way here, trying yeah. to keep up. And then the community has just been awesome. They have, uh, they have not let us rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, there's a group in here as we speak solely interested in the history, the culture. You know, most of us uh, know addicts, high school, history yeah. for basketball, yeah. and that's all great. We love basketball. We love our championship teams. It's first to do it in America in the fashion that they did it, but we continue to remind the masses that we are far more than basketball. We can entertain on the court, on the football field, on the tennis court, or wherever, but we must make sure and be very careful that we're not minimized or subject to just mm-hmm. sports and play to entertain others.
2: The, the history of lynching grew out of what experience?
6: The history of lynching grew out of the deeds in America. The the, what? the the various aspects throughout the uh, American slave experience
4: prior like- to uh,
7: Reconstruction. Okay. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McKrispy juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200mg at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you
6: definitely after Reconstruction, the Civil War. Basically, lynching is not new to humanity. Mm -hmm. Europe was using it as a form of capital punishment, along with the guillotines where they were cutting off heads. So it's not new. But once it reached the Western Hemisphere as far as uh, North America, it took on a more demonic tone to be used in the form of threatening, in the form of keeping individuals in a place. They basically, the Klan resurrected themselves after the Civil War, the Confederate South losing the war, Mm -hmm. but still wanting to keep their black citizens of the South in check, so to speak.
2: So so a form of racism, another form of racism. Right. Form of racism, terror, Terror, and control. Racism, terror, and control. Okay. Yeah.
6: Yeah. So some of them in Pulaski, Tennessee, come up with this brilliant idea to create these hoods, these robes, Mm -hmm. and told the black men and women of the South that these were dead Confederate soldiers coming back from the grave to haunt them for being wrong and forcing America to go at war within itself. And it worked. The terror, the fear worked for a while, but then the black community realized these are not ghosts. These are men white men in particular, and the terror didn't cease. It only increased. And as far as the turn of the 20th century, roughly around 1920, 1925, 1932, lynching took on a horrific pace throughout America, and so much so that the NAACP and other organizations began flying uh, banners and flags, letting the world know. Another black man was lynched today. And at one time, those banners were flying practically every day, mm. every week, every month, all year, at the level and the rate that black men and women, I might add, were being lynched for nothing more than alleged infractions.
2: Yeah. Well, that's all it took, just to let anybody can allege it. Yeah. Right. So, James... um, Yeah, the the exhibit opened in August and will be through, what, March of 2024?
6: Yes, March 1st of 2024. Okay. It will be leaving Chris's Attic Museum and heading to its next destination, but we have so many Mm
4: -hmm.
6: new exhibits coming in, traveling and permanent exhibits. Um, The lynching exhibit... We still have a few wonderful programs associated with it coming up before the year is out. We've already had an awesome jazz program associated with that. We've had several of the family members testify on behalf. But here's a fascinating thing that we're about to uh, release to the public here within the next week or so. This exhibit has done so much good already in the few short weeks it's been up and running that, We've got to do something in response to this for America, for the victims' families, the victims themselves, and the perpetrator's families. Uh, I received a call from a gentleman, a white gentleman up north, that had no idea this exhibit was here. And he said, explained to me that his grandfather's property was now... He had, he had inherited all of his grandfather's property after his dad passed away. And they knew his. They, we knew our grandfather was involved with the Klan, but no one ever talked about it until these people started dying off and they inherited all the stuff, so to speak. And going through storage cabinets and storage lockers and attics and basements, they discover he discovered his grandfather's Klan paraphernalia. And rebellion, whatnot. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, he discovered that his grandfather was one of the key players in the August 1930 lynching in Marion, Indiana, known as historically known as the last northern lynching in America. I like to consider it the last recorded.
2: Oh, yeah, I like that. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Wouldn't you say, James, I think that distinction is very important the last of record yeah yeah go go ahead james i
3: i I, thanks dean i know a little something about that lynching Mm -hmm. because i interviewed james cameron who was the third person uh who had a noose around his neck but (laughs) fortunately he was not lynched with the other two J. thomas ship and abram s smith that night that warm summer night in 1930 up in marion indiana and by the way um Mr. Cameron went on to establish the National Black Holocaust Museum in yeah, Milwaukee, right. Wisconsin. After he moved right. uh, away from from Indiana, but I want to ask you, Mr. Chester, as a curator, um, besides that story, and he wrote a book too, which I reviewed in the newspaper called "A Time of Terror: A Survivor's Story," uh, meaning Mr. Cameron. But I want to ask you if what other exhibits you have there besides. That horrible lynching um, in on the on the uh, in the courtyard of the uh, Marion Indiana courthouse there in 1935. What what in 1930? What other exhibits there are in that museum that you have?
6: Oh wow! We are a state of the art uh, museum. We have uh, exhibits on the civil rights movement, the Tuskegee Airmen. Black men and women of the military, uh, the African diaspora. We have one of the country's largest authentic West African art collections on display. Well over a million dollars in authentic West African art. Uh, we have a couple of other ancient Egyptian exhibits, authentic exhibits. We have a uh, musical exhibit. We're we also have, of course, the Exhibit highlighting the history of the Indianapolis public school, particularly Christmas Addicts High School, the Indianapolis black community at the turn of the 20th century. So, we have a plethora of of amazing information, uh, artifacts, galleries that you can literally come in and just get lost and spend all day here. So, one of my key missions for the past 25 years, which we are celebrating our 25th year here in the city serving the country, uh, is to make sure the world knows that we're more than basketball and Addicts High School history, although we love them both. But most people who do not know what we're fully about, when they hear Christmas Addicts Museum, they're thinking trophies, yearbooks, and basketball. And we have all the above but much, much, much more. And I would like to invite everyone. As a matter of fact, I'm currently putting together an IPS high school's alumni evening at the Christmas Museum, which means any and everyone who attended any IPS high school, graduated from the high school or what have you, We're going to invite them all and their families to come and eat with us, fellowship with us, enjoy all this Mm -hmm. awesome culture, and let us all continue to grow, to become more enlightened, educated, and help heal. Because keep in mind, a great deal of these atrocities that we have experienced from day one up to the present, we have not had the time to come together and just heal. And to mourn and to learn and to grow and to move beyond these things. Uh, so we're doing all that we can and some to help America save America. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, mm-hmm. you know, speaking of Cameron, I,
3: I do remember Tina, mm-hmm. the expression on his face. And this is a man who had a noose around his neck. Now, when they mm. pulled him out of that courthouse, they forcibly, that mob, forcibly pulled them out of that courthouse. They didn't just take them to that big old tree outside on the front lawn. Mm-hmm. They beat them. They beat them. My Some goodness. of them, almost unrecognizable. I mean, they might have been dead before they strung them up, but they beat them before um, before they put the noose around the neck. But my point is on Cameron, James Cameron, um, he told me personally, and I talked to him a couple times, one mm-hmm at least once in person, might have been twice. But he told me that experience, putting a noose around his net, a noose being put around his neck, thinking that he was going to die at any moment. This was it. He, well, he said that that changed friends. his life forever, ever. Yeah. He, he said he, he wasn't the same person friends.
6: ever. He saw his two friends already dead hanging from the tree with this huge lynch mob mm. underneath them.
12: Dr. Cameron
6: is the only person in American history who had the noose around his neck and the other already tossed over the limb, being hoisted up. And he said he heard a divine voice say, let him go. He had nothing to do with that. He then said all those angry hands and voices became soft and gentle, and they let him go. He said he he grabbed the rope. Still around his neck and ran back into the jail and locked himself in a separate cell. Keep in mind, they were already arrested. They were all the three gentlemen were in jail waiting on their trial.
3: When the for rape, by up. the way, we need to put that in there for for raping a white woman lady Yeah, well,
2: that's the standard. That's the standard, isn't it? allegedly raping mm-hmm. a white woman. Allegedly raping a white woman, looking at a white woman, whistling at a white woman. There, okay. There's a standard, yeah. The
6: lynch mob broke into the jail and broke the bars off the jail and uh, threatened every black man in that those jails because they wouldn't give up, give them up. When the lynch mob went in, yeah. they was asking for, where's Ship, Where's Cameron? Where's Smith? And nobody would say anything. And they said, if you all don't tell us who and where these three men are in here... Boys, more likely, we're going to lynch all of you. So, once someone told where which one was Smith, which one was Cameron, which one was Ship, they was drug out one by one, and yes, they were beating beaten mercilessly while being drug out to the lynching tree. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. there's a short documentary on YouTube called Sweet Messenger. On YouTube, it's the testimony primarily of white people who were there that witnessed it. And I'm so honored that I had the opportunity on at least two, maybe three occasions to have Dr. Cameron before he passed away. and I believe it was 04. I used to take large tour groups, busloads of Mm -hmm. people up there to his museum. Now they've torn down the old museum and rebuilt the new museum on the same footprint. And Dr. Cameron would be honored at what they have done. Oh, wow with the new mm. experience up there. And by the way, that's where this exhibit is headed to after it leaves here. Is Marianne, and I was just up there um, in Wisconsin at the African Holocaust Museum.
2: That's oh, Wisconsin. oh, okay. Yeah. What What is um, the yeah. lessons that we can all learn, uh, young and old, from this exhibit going forward?
6: That the work is still much needed. The attention, the dedication... And America is in greater trouble than anyone could ever fathom if we don't do something collectively and I'm not talking about just black folk we We're getting more white groups in mm. now apologizing and <laughs> what can we do to help remove this racism mm-hmm. from our society from our our cities from our country and Some of them, if not all of them, they are sincere. And it kind of breaks my heart sometimes because a great deal of them are terrified. Because mainly they're terrified because they don't understand or know what's coming tomorrow. And I reassure them that we don't have a history of lynching you all. We don't have a history of tearing up your neighborhoods and your communities. Uh, That's the insecurities that you all have to deal with amongst yourselves. But at the same time. On the same token, we all have a part to play in this. So the crucial key lesson is if we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men and women Mm -hmm. are created equal, then we need to start acting like it and take those beautiful, eloquent words off that paper and put legs on them, bring them to life, walk them, invoke them, become them, and we can change our situation overnight. We, Mm -hmm. the American family. There's nothing coming out of the sky or from under the ground to give us hell or heaven if we are not willing to first put it all on the line ourselves and save ourselves and then we can expect something from a more divine source or resource
2: all right well mr chester we will we will let that be uh the last word um so what are the hours? Is there any admission fee or tickets necessary to come in and see this? Or is this open to the public? And, you know, just can you give folks details in terms of how to take this in?
6: Yes, we are open to the public, Tuesday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturdays and Sundays, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. by appointment. You must call in uh, 317-409-5281, mm-hmm. call or text that number, and... We'll be happy to get you on the calendar, get you in, give you a thorough guided tour. Uh, there is a $9 per person admission fee payable by cash or card. And I I would encourage everyone before this exhibit leaves Indianapolis, the state of Indiana as a whole, particularly here in Indianapolis, I encourage everyone to come out and take a look at this. It's not a exhibit of blood, guts, and gore. It's a very, very carefully curated exhibit, basically art commentary on lynching in America, mm. basically starting with the 1935 situation with the NAACP and other organizations leading on up to present day.
4: Mm.
6: Yeah.
2: All righty. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for all you're doing, and thank you for making sure that this exhibit is here uh, for all of us yeah. to see and learn from. Uh, Mr. Chester, we really appreciate you.
6: We are honored to just be doing something remotely close to good for America. There you go.
2: All right. Thank you. And, James, we're going to take a a quick break right here uh, and then come back and um, have more community connection and and, uh, maybe talk about this a little bit more on the other side. We'll be right back.
1: Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise, AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station.
2: And back with Community Connection, Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, James Patterson. James, I had no idea uh, that uh, you were so researched into the uh, the Marion incident. Um, but you've been a reporter for a while, so why not? Yeah, that's a, 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 a tremendous context. Tremendous context. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but you never know what what I've gone through, or what you've gone Mm-mm. through, or Mm-mm. I, or Dion, or anybody. Um, you true. know. So it's it's my pleasure to provide that. But I, if, if I could have asked, and you gave me plenty of time. This is no criticism for you. But if I if I had further time, if we had further time, and you don't, I always have that on radio to ask Mister Mister Chester. I would. I would. And you asked him a good question about the hours and all that. But I would have, I would have asked him you know what do you think about um the what do you think about the the when when they said he he talked about this YouTube that people can go and look and it's basically the 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 the, the white people were there by the way some of them the children included were dressed in their Sunday best for this event this 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 lynching oh yeah yeah <laughs> what 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 do you think about um the
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
3: James Cameron's saying he heard it, so somebody else must have heard a sound coming out from somewhere. That's what he said. That's what James Cameron said in his book. He said in interviews, leave the boy alone. He had nothing to do with it. He had the noose around his neck. Where in the world did that come from? Did the white people, they must have heard it because they let him go. That, to me, is an enigma. That's, we don't know. I mean, what, the, or what caused them to release him if that was a fallacy? If no voice came from anywhere. I'm not trying to say, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to get giddy here and saying there are voices coming. But that's what he said happened. I would ask him to elaborate on that, but, no, it was a perfect, perfect interviewee you set up. Thank you, team. Yeah,
2: uh, but I, uh, uh, yeah, the, a voice came out of, and, and he, he said there were so many people there, and, and a boy, yeah. one voice, one voice. One voice. said, leave okay. the boy alone. He had nothing to do with it.
3: Yeah, was it somebody off in the distance, or in the tree, or on the
2: cordell steps? It had to be somebody know. with some yeah. clout because you know anybody could have said about that. Right. You know, wow, amazing. That's a good point. But yeah, amazing the exhibit over there at Christmas Attics. Yeah, indeed. So James. um we, when you know, right before we we took the break to talk to uh, to Mr. Chester, we were talking about um, the Middle East and and certainly a lot of differing opinions and and welcomed opinions. Uh, but did you hear about the um, apparently there was a, a scuttlebutt a uh, lot of controversy surrounding a Black Lives Matter chapter in yeah. Chicago. Um, Something they are still under fire for seeming to celebrate Hamas attacks on Israeli citizens. Um, It was a post on the former Twitter, and it included the image of a person paragliding with the Palestinian flag attached to the parachute with, I stand with Palestine, uh, written beneath. Uh, That is all that is, it added. Um, So... Yeah. Um, uh, from I, I went to the Facebook page and it's down now, but it's all over is the internet. I, I believe it is. Yeah, I believe it's down. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. Okay. So if it's down, it means that somebody has has pulled that down. And yeah. you know, Black Lives Matter for all of the great things that they are doing for hmm. underserved, discriminated against, subjugated hmm. people. Uh, a lot of the black people in this country. Um, you know, they have to be careful because, like I said, you get to a position of uh, where somebody of respect and um, mm-hmm. esteem yeah. for, for the work you're doing, and they did tremendous work. And particularly after George Floyd was, mm-hmm. well, you could say lynched mm-hmm. in living color, um, you have to be careful that, that you. Yeah. do mm-hmm. and 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 I'll going back to George and what he was saying. There is another side to this, but I, you know, I would just say that um the palestinians have said hey We're displaced. We're occupied, which has led to us being displaced, or we're displaced, vice versa, which has led to us being occupied. I I would say that, you know, a lot of people in the world over history have been displaced. Look at our own country, the Mexicans in the Southwest. Mm -hmm. We're displaced. Indigenous people all over this country. The Protestants were displaced by the Catholics.
2: But you know what? I mean, all over the place. Yeah, the examples are good ones. And and this one, when I first heard about it— my, my thoughts were that this was an uneducated post because I don't know that they meant they stand with Hamas or that they stand with the Palestinian people. You see what I'm saying? I don't think it was clear because it made it seem like they were celebrating Hamas. Right, yeah, and, that, and the yeah. horrors and the atrocities that that group, uh, you know, inflicted uh, upon innocent people. And again, this was one chapter of this was a Chicago Black Lives Matter one chapter there, and you can, um, you they can't paint a
3: broad brush uh, of all of them. Yeah,
2: no, not a broad brush. And they, but on X, when you look at all of the the, uh, the media posts. Um, there's so many people that have said they've been black lives matter supporters since the beginning but that ends now um and yeah. and so on and so forth and and again i just feel i'm not not taken up for black lives matter but i don't think they thought that through yeah. i, I yeah. you know unless yeah. maybe they did i i don't know i don't know or they did not um they did not articulate it correctly but yeah. maybe they did with it because of the imagery of the because we know that uh, the, the Hamas used uh, parachutes and drones and things, uh, you know, tools of that nature to carry out that horrendous attack on on innocent civilians. And so for a Black Lives Matter chapter in Chicago um, to to post this, uh, and again, like you said, James, the fact that it's down now um, on their Facebook page. That tells
3: page. you something. It, and, and the fact that you said very wisely that, we don't know whether they were supporting the Palestinian people who, despite their outrageous leadership and, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of other adjectives you could put in front of their the Hamas group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, they got babies, too. They got families, too, and they're being bombed right now because of what their leadership did. Uh, or, or was it? Or was it Hamas? I mean, was it the terrorist group? Or some people call it a terrorist group. Mm-hmm. Others, it's like a freedom group, you know, however you look at it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, violence begets violence. and And, like you said, I don't think uh, Black well, Lives Matter thought is
2: true. Well, here here we go. Here's a st- I'm, I'm digging here a little bit, and this is from Newsweek, and it says, from Black Lives Matter, this isn't about Hamas, this is about Palestine- Palestinians' right to resist 75 years of Israeli settlers colonizing their native land. One of the cartoons, right, because there were several cartoons. Uh, supporters of the Black Lives Matter movement expressed distaste for the organization on Tuesday after a BLM chapter shared a statement supporting Palestinian people. Um, and again, and um, they were drawing a direct line, uh, saying that, you know, Black Lives Matter and the Palestinian people, uh, one in the same, you know, one and the yeah. same.
3: The New York Post uh, article, and maybe some of our listeners... Post, yeah, I got out this out from
2: Newsweek, you know, yeah, the Post said, yeah. Yeah, the,
3: the New York Post article says Black Lives Matter, Chicago chapter, under fire for pro-Palestinian posts featuring paragliding mm. ter- terrorists. Well, if mm. we see the reports or if we heard the reports... Of how this all went down on Saturday when Israel was attacked, one of the it was by land, sea, and air. One of the ways they did it by air, besides the, the like two thousand and some estimated rockets, was um, you know a pair a pair. Of
2: Paragliding and drones, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. If paragliding is is a controlled parachute, I mean, yeah, parachutes you can kind of control, but paragliding you can really control to mm-hmm. like you know within meters or feet of where you want. So there, to you know,
2: there was enough so knowledge came to, in that way. There was yeah. enough knowledge to post that image, uh, exactly. but I, I just wonder if there was enough knowledge to truly understand what you were saying. Yeah. But maybe they, may I, I don't know. I just can't imagine that a black lives. Matter chapter um, is wholeheartedly supporting uh, a horrendous terrorist organization and I saying know, that... Black Lives Matter, I know. Yeah, saying that their struggle is our struggle. Uh, yeah, I just don't see it. But, yeah, that's that's some of the controversy going on from the Middle East as well. Go ahead, Pierre. How are you?
12: Oh, good afternoon, uh, Tina and James. And to, and to tag along with that, <clears throat> this is what happens when you um, don't really have a... Like in Black Lives Matter they don't have a, a centralized um leadership you know i think that's their whole thing so when a um so when a chapter does something uh people on the right are able to paint the whole organization
4: yeah that's um, true.
12: Yeah. you know and that's you know and then um you got and going back to um what's going on over there in uh, israel the Palestinian leadership is bifurcated. You've got uh, Fatah, mm-hmm. or the you know the PLO uh, uh, group, um,
3: formerly. yeah, who are mostly uh, on, on the West Bank. They're on the, the West Bank. Bank. Yeah,
12: and then mm-hmm. you've got this terrorist organization who won elections in two thousand six, but not allowed elections uh, since then. And I get the sense that um, you know. Uh, some uh, many of the Palestinian people were probably sick of Hamas, mm. but uh, uh,
2: yeah, there's there's the, good reason to believe the, that
12: the terror and everything. And here, and and you can see that uh, Hamas doesn't have the backing of all of the groups because uh, Hezbollah is not helping them. The Iranians, uh, according to our Secretary of State. Uh, didn't know anything about this or was...
2: Yeah, that's that's this. what was reported earlier. James and I were talking right. about Right,
12: yeah. so yeah. these people, Hamas is a terrorist organization. If they were, you know, they lost any credibility when they started seizing hostages and raping people and women and everything. Mm-hmm. So now, let's, where does this go from here? At some point, the Israelis are going to send in ground forces Uh, to to root out Hamas. I mean, this can't go back to, you know, status quo. They're going to send in ground forces. And then what happens then um, if they should not be able to sustain a ground operation or whatever? I mean, you know, at some point, uh, this thing can get really dangerous uh, because um, if anybody else— Joins in to support Hamas, and I doubt they will. But you know that's that's something that you know. Then you're you're probably talking about uh, U.S. forces maybe uh, coming to the defense of Israel. That's how dangerous this thing could go. But I also wanted to point you to um, 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 into the direction of uh, elections that happened in Germany, and I want to you know tie this to immigration. The center-left in Germany has lost uh, seats uh, over this issue of immigration. And here, I believe the same thing can happen to the Democratic Party. Uh, And like I said, uh, winter's coming. you got all these people in New York and Chicago and everything like that. Uh, You know, at some point, you know, uh, the president of Biden is going to have to— Make some serious decisions, and y'all know where I stand. I think people need to be
2: deported, but I know you know, you know that. I know that's how you yeah,
12: feel. Yeah, yeah, and you know, but and then I didn't hear um, any of the uh, mayor mayoral candidates because um, I didn't get to see the uh, debate. I don't know. Where, where do they stand on uh, immigration? You
2: know what? Uh, and th- Thanks, yeah. Pierre. Uh, the, I played it again on Monday, so you probably didn't get a chance to hear it Monday. I, maybe Cameron will play it again on his show on Sunday, so maybe you can hear. But uh, there, it was only an hour, and there were only so many topics and areas that we could get into uh, with them, and that was not one of them, so there was yeah. no uh, comment. And, now, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was gonna say a, now there's two there's two more televised debates, uh the next Wish T V and the final one Fox T V, uh Fox fifty nine. So that very well may come up between one of those two, but it just wasn't um you know, it wasn't one of the areas that we were gonna get to on our debate.
3: Yeah. I I I agree with Pierre that um it, it, it's it's an important issue. I mean the the people who support Donald Trump are trying to make it very, very important. But I think we need to point out here that it's not like President Biden is standing still. I mean, he sent um, more troops down there to help uh, support uh, the effort to uh, to. to you know, secure the borders. Mm-hmm. He, uh, the, his administration announced they're going to return some uh, um, millions of, of, of Venezuelans mm-hmm. who came here back to Venezuela at, at the expense of the American taxpayer, take them, uh, uh, fly them back down there. And, um, you know, I mean, his policy, which mm-hmm. continued, uh, Donald Trump's policy, of uh, uh, having people who apply for asylum uh, when they get here, uh, you know, uh, having to, uh, you know, being kept track of, having to report Mm -hmm. uh, uh, frequently. And, um, you know, not everybody who comes here qualifies for asylum. It depends on where you come from. Mm -hmm. So, and and there's still, it's worth noting, discrimination, Tina. Uh, I think somebody said the other day, if you come here from Haiti, which is a mess right now, um, UN is sending troops there, um, then you have less of a chance to get, get in than if you come from, mm-hmm. say, Colombia or somewhere like that. And, you sure. know, a lot of people think that has something to do with skin tone.
2: Nah, well, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. John, go ahead. How are you?
3: Oh, yes. How
13: are you guys doing? Y'all doing good?
2: Doing good, thank you. Yeah, good, John.
13: Good, good. Yeah, I just want to speak on this, uh, this thing about all this stuff that went down in Israel. And, and I was looking at First Samuel, the 17th chapter, when mm-hmm. Goliath and David fought. You know, they've been fighting for a long time. These same two yeah. been fighting for a long time. I mm-hmm. know all of them. You know, uh, and then I went to Ezekiel 38 and 39. And not only that, uh, I, I guess we talking about Persia. Persia is Iran. So we talked about looking at Persia and Russia and so many different nations according to the Bible that's going to come against Israel. But According to the scripture, that they're not going to be able to, to overtake Israel because God's going to intervene in this because those are God's people. And so, you know, we have to be careful with all this, but we praying for for peace, for peace, for everybody to stop all this crazy stuff going on because mm-hmm. in the world today, it's so much iniquity, mm-hmm. and that's why causing people to get so cold blooded. Even in the United States, you got, you know, us killing each other, black killing each other, you got hatred white got discrimination all over the place it's just all messed up yeah. and
2: so god has yeah. to come back soon you know because this world is all messed up right now with the people yeah. not the world but yeah. just the people yeah. oh That's indeed, indeed. all right well thank you john appreciate it yeah. mike go ahead how are you hello tina hello james hey. I'm mike how are you sir
14: i am doing good you know first of all i want to start off tina uh, talk about the debate that uh, the uh, station, the network held, and uh, I thought it was uh, excellent. I, I, I enjoyed it. You know, uh, some questions I thought could have been a little bit more in depth, but overall, you know, uh, I give it a hundred percent. You know, well, thank job you. W- job well done, Tina, and to the network. Uh James and uh you, you've been hitting on a lot of good uh points today Thank you. about the uh about the past and the passage of the Bible. Everybody uh speak on things and uh you know, we all of uh people of wisdom. When the handwriting is on the wall, it is on the wall, you know. Yeah. These things are to uh come to Pass, you know that's what the Bible say. They are to come to pass. Now, I want to talk about what Pierre was speaking on immigration. Now, you know Tina and James. You know how we talk about the uh, Republican, uh, what they call that, redlining districts and all that.
3: Yes, 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 yes. So if Uh, we have gerrymandering.
14: Gerrymandering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there there you go. Thank you. Gerrymandering. Okay, so if we have our uh, Democratic Party, whatever party, keep flooding the east side, okay, with immigrants, Mm -hmm. uh, non-voters, okay, someone who can't vote. But keep putting them in our neighborhood, and we trying to get things done. Then we get then on top of that, we have a congressperson, we have a city councilwoman, and I, I see this for my own self, you know, with my own eyes. I mean, and don't they see it as well? The Democratic Party here in Indianapolis, I truly believe is sitting themselves up for failure they are very well sitting themselves up for failure and the republicans are going to mess around have the city county building plus the state house and it will be no one's fault but the local democratic party in this city and not only only in the city but And to Biden too, because the same thing is trickling down. As we see the New York mayor and other mayors go over to Mexico, you know, and South America to figure out a way to solve this problem, And and it's not even. New York mayor's problem, but the federal government has made it his problem because there's no way, you know, that we can let our our water just run 24 to 7 without paying a cost. If you keep that water faucet open, that bill is going to get higher and higher. Mm -hmm. So I just wish all these people with all these degrees will just reach out. Just reach out and use a, a little mathematics and see what it's going to cost at the end. But I'm scared it's going to cost the Democratic Party a whole lot. Tina and James, thanks for taking my call.
2: Thank you, Mike. Mike. Um, you know, James, I want to get back to um, what we were talking about right off the top of the show. And that is elections. Today, 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 today is the first day uh, that... Um, The city county building is open for early voting uh, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday until October 27th and from 6 p.m. Uh, until 6 p.m. from October 30th to November 3rd, beginning. Uh, anyway, uh, go to all of that. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not going to read through each and one. But anyway, that for right now, if you live in Indianapolis and Marion County, the only place uh, that is open for early voting is the city county building. However, on October 28th, uh, several satellite uh, locations will be open. Uh, for early voting, and um, that'll that'll be open until November sixth, uh, November fifth and sixth. Anyway, go to <laughs> go to vote. gov, gov, uh, to find out all of it. But the most important thing is right now, um, if you can, uh, and if you choose to, you can go down the city county building and early vote. Um, and again, if you don't want to do that now, uh, you can wait until the 28th uh, and you can early vote at some of the vote centers that are going to be released or that probably already released. The other thing we forgot to say, James, was vote centers. Speaking of vote centers, uh, Marion County is a vote center voting county, meaning you don't have to go to wherever it is in your backyard or across the street or you're not assigned anymore. Uh, to a voting center. You can vote anywhere you are. If you're at at the mall shopping, you know, such as people do, Uh, if you're at a restaurant, if you're at work, if you're at home, if you're leaving a doctor's visit, wherever there's a voting center close to wherever you are at that particular point in time, you may vote there. You
3: may vote there. So you know what, Tina, that is so good to remind people because I mean, you have talked about it. Dion has talked about this. Marion County doesn't have a registration problem. It's got a voter participation problem. And so I hope that whether I'm with you or not, that and I know you will, that you um, continue to, in, in, to remind people how important it is. I mean, that is, to me, that's a little bit of suppressive. I mean, you know, you just gonna have one site in a county of almost a million, around a million people, if you round it out, a million people, one site to vote until uh, early voting sites, uh, satellite ends November 5th, but they don't start to win, Tina, the 28th, did you say? 28th,
2: satellite starts, yeah, 28th. Yeah, I
3: mean, it, it, that's, to me, you know, you got almost a million people, and you got one place where you can go, and it's in the center of town, so if you stay out in one of the outer-lying townships, you got to drive right. all the, way, drive down all and the way down there, let's downtown. Yeah. 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 No. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. Yes. No. Don't do it like that. Open it up. Open mm-hmm. the system up.
2: We got it. We got to lean on the legislature a lot more. I, I hope that that maybe uh, in, in the upcoming debates to come, that both of the mayoral candidates are going to be hit a little harder on that, because I'm not sure how much uh the city of indianapolis's chief executive is leaning on uh yeah i i know the numbers we know the numbers uh and we know the futility of it all but we still got to start leaning on them a little bit more because a little bit more because they're the ones who can change that they are the ones who can change what if i if i didn't have to be on the show today and i'm
3: not saying you're stopping me but and and i got to do something else after we get off but I'm going to get to some place to vote, and it's going to have to be downtown until the the 28th. I'm going to get there as soon as I can because I don't need to hear any more debates or anything. And, I'm, you know, it's fine for people who do. That's fine. I hope they keep, if they're not undecided, reaching out, Tina, and, and, you know, trying to decide. But my mind's made up. So I don't need any more debate. I don't need to see any more ads. I'm going to find some place to vote. It's really important to me.
2: Yep, indeed, indeed. Um, very quickly, Josephine, go ahead. Absentee ballot reminder, go ahead. Well, you already
5: said it, absentee ballot. I already uh, put in my application. It's been mailed. I'm waiting on my absentee ballot. So All if right. you want to vote absentee, don't forget that, you guys. You can do that. And one of the prerequisites is you're not able to get to a voting area to mm-hmm. vote because you don't have transportation. That's one of the things that you can You can't do if you Mm. want to vote
2: absentee. And the deadline for that is October 26th. October 26th, those voting applications, absentee ballot uh, voting applications are due on the 26th. So, um, yeah, November 5th, early voting at the satellite sites ends at 6 p.m. November 6th, early voting ends at the city county building at noon. And then, of course, November 7th is Election Day. Polls open 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. All mail ballots are due at an election board site by 6 p.m. on Election Day. Okay,
5: so. Hi, James. I don't never say hi to you. How are you? <laughs> well, thank you, Josephine. I'm fine, and I hope you are too. Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you for
2: asking. All Thank you, Josephine. Thanks for the reminder. Yes. Yeah, so absentee, you know, hopefully we got everybody registered because voter registration uh, ended yesterday. Early voting opens today. Uh, absentee ballot uh, voting abs- voting applications are due on October 26th, uh, November 5th. Early voting at the satellite sites ends at 6 p.m. October 28th, early voting at the satellite sites start. Um, November 6th, early voting ends. The very, very, very last opportunity you have to vote early. It, you know, it starts at the city-county building and it ends at the city-county building. So all of the satellite sites end the day before. Um, on November 6th, um, early voting ends at the city-county building. But that is at noon. That is not yep. a a full, uh, full day. Uh, Attorney Bohannon, go ahead. Yes, quick question. Um, on the issue about the
8: election sites, we keep forgetting that the election board has to have unanimous decision votes. Yeah, you're right. Good public. point. That's very and good so point. If mm-hmm. you're beating on the wrong people, in turn, the council cannot do that, have no ability to set the uh, the different sites for early voting. And yeah, the tell them about the always, election board, how that's constituted, attorney. Right. Mm-hmm. And they always vote against us. So we need to understand how that's set up. And, and my last point, Tina... And your last caller about how come every time someone, and, I, and this is my viewpoint, that we appear to support either Palestinian or support Hamas, we only be seen to be viewed as being anti Semitic. And I get why black, the Black Lives Matter ch- chapter did what it did. But my point being that they may take a comment doesn't necessarily mean being anti Semitic. Or being anti-human, and I and well, not
2: you know, anti-Semitic, man. Attorney and How about anti? I mean, anti-terror terrorism. Well, it, I There's nothing but, wrong I'm, with supporting the Palestinian. Be I get that, and, and they do that. have a right to exist. They do. Right. and they I get, and do. I
8: get it that people have choose whether, they, whether we agree or not. Whether <laughs> they choose to, uh, to, to to support Hamas, they had the ability to do that. But that doesn't mean because they choose, those should be should be chastised for it. That's my only point.
3: That yeah, if, it, if, I mean, you could say. I mean, yeah. Hey, it's so mine is, you know, you can look and see what Hamas is doing, allegedly, allegedly, you know. So you know, if they choose to support that, then the public is going to say, hmm, I'm, you know, I don't know.
8: And I'm saying that. I mean, I kept up this whole thing. And someday, if you want to have a discussion about historic about it, I don't agree with Hamas there, but I do understand what they did. And my last point I'm making was the last time that Israel went into. And to Gala. They took 1,500 men who were between 17 and 35, and the argument was that although they may not be part of the mosque, they took them and said they might be a military person for the and they took them in prison for five, six years. So, you know, all I'm saying is that there are a lot of factors here.
2: There are, there are, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more.
8: Anyway, yeah. Have a good afternoon. Bye
2: bye, like Tina. All right. Thank you. But uh-huh. like Tina says, both of them have the right to exist, you know, but you can't
3: And see one doesn't have the right to exist in, or has the right to exist in the other yeah, one.
2: Does. Yeah. The conversation's going to continue, for sure. For yeah. sure. They're both right. both sides, yeah. So yeah. Uh, we, James, thank you. Uh, we got to go. Uh, Sky's playing the music. We'll be back tomorrow. James, hopefully we'll see you again on Friday.
3: Good effort today, Tina. Thank Thanks. you. All right.